We're just okay, and we play some movies. We're just okay, movie watchers. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Just Okay Movies. I'm your host, Biggie Size, and I'm joined by... The not-host, Guido. Well, hey, Guido. How you doing, man? I'll never be their host. Oh, I don't wanna. Don't, you don't wanna? <laughs> it, it's, dude, I've got a lot of respect for you, man. It's a little bit of pressure being the host. You know, nah, you, you got, get over you got, it. <laughs> okay, good. Good, because I kind of feel like, okay, I've got to keep everything going. And I think I'm doing a better job than way, way back at the beginning where at you guys ran rampant. Yeah, you know my, I have, I have like my heart stops when there's a pause. Right. And I like, I have to, I have to say something. I know these fuckers aren't going to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, my, I feel the same thing, and I, I think I'm starting to get a little bit better with that. Like, just think of something. Say anything. And before, it's like, oh, my God, there's a pause. I feel like I'm going to die. And it, it is just a terrible feeling. Like, I, I don't see how people do it, like, like live on air. Like, I think it would just freak me out. Whereas at least we can edit it. So, so you fuckers listening don't even know what's missing or what we've cut out. It's great. It's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we uh, record these for, uh, what, the last one was like about four and a half hours of recording? About four and, and a half hours. I say all that, probably about three hours for just dead silence. Yeah, and you cut it down you know, to 40 hear- minutes. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That's, that sounds about right. Well, Guido, we had a big trailer drop this week for, um, I would definitely say, you know, another Marvel film, but it's definitely a hero that the majority of the population, including myself, have absolutely no idea who the fuck it is. And that is the Captain Marvel trailer. And, you know, I knew it was going to be dropping eventually because I think it comes out what early next year before uh, the second part of Infinity War, whatever they're calling it. And no idea who this person is, what they do, their whole story. And... What did you feel about the trailer, and and did you have an understanding of who this character is prior to seeing it? Um, my only exposure to her—I'm looking at my comic book wall—is uh, <laughs> uh, through the New Avengers. There's a series of Avenger comment comics after the Avengers reassembled. Uh, after so many times, to- so many years, and it was in the early 2000s. Um, and she was part of the team. So I don't know anything about her origin. I don't know. She, like I've, I, I could tell you a few instances where she did cool stuff and fights with the Avengers. But other than that, I like, I don't know much about Carol Danvers. No, is this Danvers? Is that that name? name sounds familiar. I don't even know. I think they said it in the trailer, but the whole thing is kind of a blur. Uh, but, uh, as to the trailer, I, <laughs> I like they're really hitting home the woman, woman empowerment thing, which is good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's the trailer is just kind of garbage. It's uh, not a great I, trailer. It's not. They Marvel's done way better with way less. And I'm not sure what they were trying to do. Well, I do know part of it. If I see one more fucking meme about her punching an old lady, I I, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm going to be very mad because I'm just yeah. tired of it. Like, of course, they put that in there. Of course, they had to put something in there that was slightly memorable for people to just meme to death. 
And of course, that's got to be there. Uh, And to me, that almost just taints the whole trailer in itself. But I mean, all we know, if you haven't seen it, definitely, I mean, go watch it, of course. Uh, Won't hurt you at all. Uh, But all we know is apparently she was or was not abducted. She's maybe or maybe not have lived like several lives as different people. They they felt like they kind of hinted at and she maybe or maybe is not from the past and or future. And that's, and she punches an old lady on a bus. That's about all we know. And, you know, it sounds interesting, but the trailer is so, it feels like a Warner Brothers DC trailer. That just how fast and how much it doesn't make sense. And maybe that, that sometimes that's okay for a trailer, but I think, they needed to massage it a little bit to kind of get some excitement, especially for a character that I don't necessarily think we're all that excited for. Uh, I think a great example is like guardians of the galaxy. That was definitely another one. No one was, I don't think was like, you know, just like yearning for a guardians movie because most of us didn't know what the hell it was, but that first trailer was great. You know, it introduced everyone and it kind of got you to that world and it was fascinating and it kind of made sense to a degree. But this is just a, a mess of visuals and uh, not not done well. The, tra- the poster's great, but yeah. I, I'm all I don't for, know what the hell to think about it. I'm all for trailers not telling us a lot about anything. You know, right. it's good. You're not going into it spoiled. But I think with this one, especially this one, because it's not it's not a huge character at all um even dr strange has one up on carol or uh captain marvel it like you need to set a base you gotta you gotta show a little bit of what we can expect and this it was just a flash of images of different points in her life and then some scrolls show up and uh that's it you know she's fighting in space maybe yeah, it it's it I mean, you're going from her like in the desert with Nick Fury, or I guess it's Nick Fury, Samuel L. Jackson, and there looks like they're like maybe this in the seventies to her like in a really f- like futuristic jet, and then her like having beams shot into her head in the suit, and sometimes she's in the suit, not in the suit. I eh, I, I don't know. Like what it it I think the part I hate is I probably sound like a douche because I feel like everything I'm listening to myself say sounds awesome and it should be, but in the trailer, at least in the form it's in, it's just not. And as much as I would like for it to kind of make sense or at least get me excited for someone, I have no idea who it is. I'm just not. And um, at this point, I don't even think it's, you know, Marvel fatigue because I mean, Infinity War just like shot me full of steroids and I am pumped for Marvel again. And this one was just, mm, I don't know. Uh, could have used a little bit longer in the editing room, but, uh, but maybe it'll be good. And I agree the the female empowerment thing, uh, you know, sure. It's, it, it'll kind of beat you across the head a little bit, but it's not the, the worst. Maybe, uh, the lines she says in it, the delivery is god awful. So that worries me a hair. 
yeah. she sounds kind of like a moron a, li- a little bit. Well, we just got to have faith in MCU, right? Like, they know what they're it'll doing. It'll be fine. Yeah, it'll be fine. It's going to make like $500 quadrillion. Like, it'll, it'll probably win the Oscars next year, right next to Black Panther. Like, it'll be just fine. Everyone's going to love it. Hell, I'm probably going to love it. Um, um, I mean, she's I hot, can, so that's at least I the can, reason. I know. can theorize on some of the story. So, please. The show Scrawls, that's those green alien dudes. Okay. Uh, that showed up in the trailer for a minute. Um, they can shape change. They can change into whatever. So that's why I figure she was punching the old lady because she found out it okay. was a scroll. Okay. And uh, the scroll and the Cree have been at like a war for centuries. And I think that Captain Marvel, this uh, that Carol Danvers is half human, half Cree. So that might be why she gets abducted or sent into space is because they find her find she has some latent powers bring her into space turn those powers on say hey you're Cree. now you got to fight the scroll and then they send her back to earth because they find out the scroll are invading or have some sort of scheme planned i'm making all this up off the top of my head i have no idea <laughs> if this is hell true. it I think it makes sense. Okay, so let me make sure I understand. The Kree are the good guys, I guess, or or at least in this theory, and the yes. Skrull are the, the bad ones. Okay, and the Skrull are the ones that can shapeshift. Yes, yes. Okay, okay. Because it did show several scenes, and probably the best scenes is she's like with a, a team of other people and like is you have any knowledge of like what that is? Was she just like a part of a group in, in um, space somewhere? Man, I don't know. Maybe the Kree have some sort of, you know, team. I'm sure there's some comic book nerd out there yelling at us right now. Oh, I would I love did. to hear from them. Please <laughs> send me a, send us a tweet, send us an email, a voicemail. We would love to know. Cause right now we're, we're putting pieces together. Okay. Well, there um, was a, uh, one part where we do see a guy's face and he looks fairly human, although it looks like he had some sort of powers. I had read, I don't know if it was on The Verge or or some tech site where they were kind of chatting about the trailer, that uh, he was potentially like the previous Captain Marvel. Like there may have been like a lineage of them. And I, I don't know if I misread the, uh, the post or the, the comment the person made. You have any knowledge of that? If well, if there was like a, there was a Captain Marvel, and his name was Marvel. Okay, they, um, I remember them mentioning that. So maybe she, you know, absorbed some of his powers, or maybe that's her father. Uh, who knows? Okay, I, I don't know. Yes. I don't. I really don't know enough about <laughs> about this lady and her comic book history to really comment. I was always an X Men guy. Ask me something about sure. X-Men. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of X-Men, I have heard that there's a there are rumors that Wolverine may show up in Infinity War. Now, I'm going to go ahead and assume it will not be the the actor guy that we know as Wolverine. It'll probably be someone else, if it's even true. I mean, right now we know the 21st century 
Fox um, thing is going through pretty much as good as Disney's at this point. So I wouldn't rule it out seeing a X-Men character in the next Avengers film, even if it's just a small little cameo. And of course it would be Wolverine if they had to pick one. Uh, but uh, but it's possible. I, it would be kind of cool. And I would definitely be interested to see where they would take Wolverine. Would it be the, the comic book style or maybe a new kind of uh, Marvel MCU style of Wolverine? Uh, have you heard that at all? It, it's just been a, a slight rumor I had heard that it could happen. Uh, I haven't. I haven't heard that. Um, it'd be a good opportunity for them to at least... Uh, to unveil one of the Fox uh, characters that they obtained through the deal that has gone through. Um, I don't know if the timeline matches up, you know, lots of, uh, lots of uh, wire that you need to cut and uh, you got to dot your I's and cross your T's to finalize that deal. So who knows if it'll go through, I'm sure that they want to because, Hey, uh, if you can get like the Fantastic Four or something in there with a little, you know, a little teaser, that would that would be huge. But I haven't heard anything about Wolverine. I don't know where they would put him in. Uh, I guess he's the biggest character that they don't own now, now that they own Spider-Man. So perhaps, you know, but I just I don't see him fitting in. It would be, uh, yeah, I, I totally agree. I could see them wanting to do it because, I mean, after Infinity Wars wrapped up, it, I don't know. It'd be hard for me to kind of get interested back in the universe. I'm sure they'll do something, but, I mean, I know we keep praising Infinity War, but it was just so damn good. And I even kind of wonder if the sequel's really going to even live up to that. But being able to, if they have the time to do it, uh, or the the legal reasons to actually be able to use those characters at that point, be able to put the X-Men universe in. I mean, that would definitely be a way for me to leave the theater and be like, oh my God, now we got X-Men in yeah. there. And maybe they're going to do something. I'm sure they're just going to completely wipe what happened with Fox. They're, I don't see any way that they would maybe, oh shoot, it's tough because they've built such a great, well, Maybe not great. A pretty good story going on at Fox with the X-Men series. But honestly, I think it would be better for them just to wipe it clean, start all over. Use the same people. The, the guy who plays Young no. Xavier, if they're going to bring him in. Get them all great. out of there. Start fresh. You got to start fresh. Start fresh? Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Fuck them. Fuck them. And I want, <laughs> just- like, Wolverine, Hugh Jackman, he did okay. He did great. People like you, Jackman, but I want a fucking five foot four, burly ass, hairy ass dude with a deep voice to play Wolverine. Yeah, drinking a big old cigar. Yeah, I don't want handsome, you know, six foot two, goddamn fucking Hugh Jackman. Give me, give me an ugly troll dude, because that's what I always see Wolverine as. Right. And they got to right. do the costumes. If they have them, if they have X-Men come back, they got to do the costumes. And I, they will. MCU knows. Th- yeah, it's that- okay to be campy. Bring in the campy costumes. It's awesome. Right. It's fun. 
live, live, you know, um, embrace it, you know? And that's been the biggest problem, like, with DC is it's almost they're just too embarrassed to have, you know, campy Superman, campy Batman stuff. But that stuff's great. MCU's done a good job on, you know, keeping it a little modern, but bringing some of that camp. We love it. Yeah. It's fun. It's silly. The whole thing is silly. There's actually a reason for the costumes when it comes really? to the I X-Men. I didn't know that. Yeah, they made them these flamboyant costumes because there's these mutants out there that are just getting their powers and they're afraid and they don't know what to do and they're being hunted. And then they see these fantastical people, these other mutants that ha- that show up in these bright costumes out in the open, you know, walking free. And it gives them a sense of like, oh, well, I can do that too. You know? Oh, that's how they explained That's- it in one of the issues I've read, but <laughs> that was years after the fact that they made it. They generally just made it because it was fucking flashy costumes, but right. that's how they explained right. it away in the comics because there was a no, time I in like the comics that. where all the X-Men wore the black leathers and shit, you know, like the movies did in like the first X-Men movie, actually all the X-Men movies. And then Scott Summers gathers them all up and he's like, shit, we're being attacked, guys. We need to bring the costumes back because people need, they need hope. So we're going to be that hope. I love the X-Men, man. <laughs> oh, I do. I do too. I think if there's, there's, there's one sect of superheroes I enjoy and is it not even necessarily, I mean, the powers are great and I love Cyclops. He's such a cool character, but I just love the, like the, the moral, um, situations that are in x-men just how great it is you know that that fight and ideology between magneto and xavier is just so fascinating because you could just see so clearly both sides and like i don't really know which side i would really want to be a part of Mm -hmm. and that's just it's great it makes it so much fun you know it's not just people blasting each other with lasers and punching each other in the face there's there's a real fight of ideology that really i don't know if you could fault one or the other for going to either side, depending on the way you wanted to look at it. And I really felt like the movies that Fox did kind of encompassed that a little bit, probably hit it on the head a little harder than the comics did or, or such, uh, just tried to appeal to part, you know, probably older audiences or a broader audience. But I always just found that so fascinating and I would love to see, uh, that kind of, uh, those kinds of stories kind of creep more into the, uh MCU and it kind of did with Infinity War. You know, you could you could really see Thanos's uh his uh vision that like okay, well, you know, in a maybe a slightly twisted way, I could I could side with him. It makes sense. And uh I would uh, yeah, I would absolutely love to see that. The so, problem with may- uh X-Men in the in the MCU is it opens up it opens up the floodgates of just mutants everywhere and there was a point in the comics where it got to the point where it was like they just it was lazy writing where they just explain away new problems as oh it's another mutant you know we gotta it's another mutant more mutants oh you know bivis yeah it 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 turns into uh like a hero and villain creation factory where it's just a lazy origin story of ah, I hit puberty and I got powers. <laughs> so yeah, I'll be excited. I'll be 
interested to see how MCU handles that. Um, I'm sure they'll have some way to handle it. That's pretty good. Um, another thing that's uh, happening is Disney is releasing a streaming service, and they're going to have television shows for Scarlet Witch and Loki. Oh, boy. Scarlet Witch show. Can't wait to see that. Can't wait to pay Disney $10 a month to see a Scarlet Witch show. Hey, it could be good. Thank you, Disney. Especially if she's a mutant, because she is a yeah. mutant. Yeah. So it could open a door there. But Loki, uh, Loki series, I'll watch fucking Loki, like a prequel series of him just going around different dimensions and fighting and getting into trouble and playing tricks on people. Yeah, like, yeah, I think cool. the Loki one does sound good. Yeah, I think they could do a lot of fun stuff with it and also change the scenery up, you know, kind of get away from Earth for a little while and do some do some neat uh, wherever they're from, that whole plane of existence, uh, you know, that world. That, that There's a lot of freedom they could do there. I'm sure it'll have a nice budget, so it'll look great. Yeah, uh, yeah Scarlet Witch, uh, I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> she's Scarlet Witch is a cool character, it. dude. They haven't done her service, but she's a cool character. I like her. Yeah. Okay. Well, she, that's she'll fair. have her time to shine. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we'll we'll see. Especially <laughs> if they like if they do bring in mutants and then they reveal that Magneto's her father. Like Is that true? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, oh, she's her Magneto's mom? daughter. Uh, I don't know offhand. Is she, oh, okay. I know she's like a main, like, big character. I'd never heard yeah. that before that she oh, was... Oh, really? Uh, her and Quicksilver are Magneto's uh, spawn. <laughs> oh, really? I thought I thought uh, Quicksilver was, um, what's his name? Hugh Jackman's kid. No. Oh boy, I got no. that way wrong then. Okay, yeah. so both of them are Magneto's children. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Wow, so, no, that, like if that is interesting. In, yeah, if if they broach that on the series, it could have some pretty pretty cool things that could go on, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> okay, okay. You've piqued my interest a little bit now. I I did not know that. Okay. Well, well, all right, Disney. You know what? I will. I'll do your free one week trial, and I will watch Scarlet Witch bullshit show first, and we'll see how it goes. <laughs> and apparently, we're going to get some. <laughs> apparently, we'll also get some Star Wars shows, and they've talked about so much with that streaming service. You know, I, I really kind of wonder if they'll do the same model with um, Netflix and just like release everything at one time. But I mean, you think about like all that stuff they'd have to be producing at one time i can't i can't imagine they just do it all at once but of course they'll have movies and stuff you could stream all the time sure i think it could i think it could be pretty cool um we'll see what let's see what they got for us then well guido have you watched anything recently oh we're at that point (laughs) we are at that point (laughs) Uh, i just watched uh the movie hereditary Hereditary. Who's in that one? Uh, Tony Collette. Okay. Uh, Ann Dow. Okay. I think that's her name. 
Ooh. That's about it that I can really name off the top of my head. Um, Get up real quick. Ooh, this movie. Yes, yes. How would you think? Uh, I thought it was good. It's weird, but it's good. Um, I could see it's a horror movie, and uh, that involves a family and uh, their misfit child or children, I should say. And uh, I like I can't say anything, and because I'd give away too much. But um, it's got scary parts, that's for sure. Definite scary parts. The ending is a little weird, but stick with it and give it like a few hours to simmer and really think about it. Yeah, I think you'll come around. Interesting. Do you it's think it thinker. opens itself up? Really? Really? Yeah. Would you consider it a horror, a horror film? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I don't want to give any, because there's stuff like I went into it. Watch. I watched the preview, and it looked like a typical. Um, this family has to deal with a kid who might be like possessed or something, or or just like is disturbed enough, kind of like the Omen uh, with Damien. And uh, it turned out to be so much more than that, so much more than that, and it really surprised me. Um. Definitely probably the best horror movie I've seen this year. And I wow. like horror movies. Yeah. Very good. Very good. Yeah, I, I'd heard good uh, praise about it. You know, you kind of see the, the ad for it and, and some publicity and you're like, oh, horror film. They've kind of got a bad rap nowadays because they're, you know, normally cheaply made and just kind of thrown out with some sort of gimmick just to, to make money. And it works. I'm looking here. The film only cost $10 million and it made yeah. almost 80 million. That's impressive, but it's got almost a 90% on Rotten Tomatoes and uh, the, um, everything I've heard about. It's great. The only bad point is like all the acting's great, except for one person in it. And it's the son. And there's a point in the movie where he cries and uh, it just, it sounds, it sounds so fake and it takes you out of it. It's like, <laughs> oh jeez! <laughs> You're like, what the fuck is he doing? Like, who, you know that they had to take several takes of that, and that they were like, okay, this is the best one. <laughs> oh boy, that just hurts to think about. But there's jeez. moments in it where he does a really good job. It's just the crying. The crying is so bad. <laughs> Oh my god! Well, I'm definitely gonna have to watch that. Uh, it, it, finally, looking at it, it kind of sprung my memory because I, I heard that it was really, really good. And from a sea of terrible uh, horror films that we've had recently, mainly just being cash grabs, I was shocked to see that this one actually did well and and people were giving it high ratings. So um, that's wonderful. I'll definitely check that out. Well, I've watched a movie, and I have to say it's a movie that I'd seen all the best clips in the past and never saw it all the way through start to finish. And that's a film called The Room. Ooh. And Wait, is it The it, Room or Room? I, it was The Room. Yes, the Tommy <laughs> Wiseau film. I did really okay. want to watch Room. And actually, it's so funny you say that because I was on Amazon uh, Instant Video and it was the 
Room, the good movie, yeah. uh, had been on there to stream for free for a long time, and it wasn't there anymore. I'm like, ah, shit. I don't know if I want to pay for it. And I'm like, wait, Room? Maybe I'll watch The Room. So that's how I got to watching it. And I mean, oh God, what is there to say? That hasn't been said already. The movie's a piece of crap. Uh, but I don't know if I found it as entertaining as a bad movie as I have like Battlefield Earth. Uh, it's definitely, oh, it's lower than Battlefield Earth, I'd say. is I mean, production value is not even close. Uh, the acting is uh, shockingly not even close. And that's, that's God, that's really saying something. And uh, overall, but I did find it, just like any bad movie that's interesting to watch, it is it is a fun movie to watch in that you see where they're going, but it's amazing how spectacularly they fail at every single piece of it. And yeah. uh, to me, that those are the best, the best bad movies is when you can just see where they're shooting and they just miss by like, you know, a hundred miles. Uh, and, you know, all the, all the good scenes, like the high doggy scene and the Oh, hi Mark scene, all that stuff is funny. And, but, you know, seen those a million times, but <laughs> the ones that I didn't know about were all the, like the sex scenes and how close they were together. Yeah. <laughs> and that, that killed me because the like the third sex scene is just uh, shots that were already in the first sex scene just a little bit faster and put in different orders. And what cracks me up is like Tommy Wiseau has like this laugh. It's like a I, I don't know if I can mimic like <laughs> and that's all he does during the sex scene. You hear the girl going. Mm, he's going <laughs> over and over again just the same track he's over and over and and he'll be like kissing her and he'll be going <laughs> and that just it kills me how funny that is but uh but after that we watched the disaster artist which yeah. is a fairly recent film uh made by um oh what's that guy's name he he's got the face that you want to punch james franco and mm. his brother and uh, he directed it and stars in it as Tommy Wiseau and uh, his brother. I think his brother's name is Danny Franco. I don't know. He also has a face, a face you kind of want to punch. Uh, he plays as the guy who plays as Mark. So the the gist of the story, how the film is made is Tommy Wiseau apparently has seems like almost limitless money. No one knows. No one knows where it come from. No one even knows what country he's from. Or, or anything, or his age, a matter of fact. And they meet, and they decide that, you know, they can't land any parts in Hollywood to act, so they're, so they're just going to make their own movie. And that's how The Room's made. And Tommy writes it, produces it, directs it, uh, pretty much controls everything about the film, and Mark also co-stars in it. And it's kind of going over their relationship. It's all based on a book, and I can't remember the name of the of the book it's based off of and it just kind of goes over their struggles and how uh guy who plays this mark uh actually gets some chances to be in in some tv shows and some uh some other parts but tommy's a bit manipulative and kind of just won't let him do it so mm -hmm. it's kind of the struggle of uh tommy holding uh, the guy Mark back and that's kind of fascinating uh, apparently they didn't go very far into how much of a dick Tommy Wiseau was on set but 
I think it covered it enough that where you could see that he was probably not a lot of fun to work with. And, um, you know, overall, I thought it was a, a fun little film, especially after watching The Room all the way for the first time and to kind of see that uh, uh, behind the scenes in, in that way. And I would uh, I'd recommend it, you know. I would probably watch The Room first and if you haven't seen it already, or else it may not be as entertaining because they make like little quips about why is he uh humping her like a like close to her belly button and not like next to her pussy and it's stuff you're thinking during the film too like why is his dick so far up on her he's acting like he's screwing her it makes no sense and uh so yeah check it out uh check I both had a good out. time They're- with the imitation artist i've never seen the room i just watched the imitation artist really is, yeah it's something that well i don't want to sit and watch a bad movie by myself. Like if someone had approached me and said, Hey, we're going to go see the room at midnight. It's this weird ass fucking movie. That's really bad. And people shout at it. You want to come? I'd go to that, but I'm not going to sit and watch it, (laughs) you know, just alone. Um, I I don't care how, how funny the blunders might be. It's just, it's a miserable experience for me. Mm-hmm. I would agree. I don't know if I'd watch it alone either. I probably wouldn't have even watched all of it. It was just Megan. Megan had seen it like a million times. And so she was joking about it. And I was just, she was laughing at me because my jaw was just like wide open the whole time. And uh, I think we, you know, we should probably do a movie night of that one. That would be a fun one. We need to get with Fruity. He's trying to organize some, uh, some movies for us all to watch. So we'll need to mention that one. That'd be, it'd be a really good group movie night. Uh, but yeah, yeah, definitely check out both of them. Well, we have a couple of emails that I think we should knock through. And they're oh, actually baby. Yeah, I oh, love emails. I love your emails. I love your tweets. Gotten some wonderful tweets talking about your favorite movies and everything. Keep them coming. Let's jump into our first email. It's from our dear friend, Lone Wolf Alex. And this is a tough question, but we're going to tackle it the best we can. I recently watched No Country for Old Men. I hadn't seen it since had I'm sorry, excuse me. I hadn't seen it since it for okay. I hadn't seen it since it for quite a while and noticed how interesting the scene cuts were. They always were hard cuts but never fell out of place. Was there any other movie that you can think of where a movie did this that you enjoyed? And that is an extremely tough question, but a great one. And I don't know what the scene cuts were like. like <laughs> I watched it when it came out. I don't remember. They uh, they were fairly hard cuts. Uh, and let, I guess let's go ahead and talk about what a hard what we when we say a hard cut. What does that mean? Generally, hard cuts are viewed as being very negative because it is tough to do one correctly. And that is when you go from. Uh, one scene, maybe it ends off onto a, a sentence, a conversation. And it's not quite resolved. And then you just cut straight to another scene. Usually it's, you know, like, you know, uh, two people having a conversation about something awkward, like they killed their dog. I don't know. And they're like, oh my God, you killed our dog. Then cut to the next day. You know, that they, they kind of jar you a little bit. They don't normally makes sense, but there are some filmmakers, the Coen brothers being excellent examples that can really use that, um, that 
jarring experience of a harsh scene cut to its, to the film's advantage. And I do agree, like with No Country for Old Men, you are constantly feeling uneasy. You know, I kind of equate it to the more modern day uh, Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid, where you have this constant feel uh, feeling of dread of this um, this negative energy coming towards you and you can't stop it. Mm-hmm. And that's what No Country does so well. And I agree that the cuts are are sharp. And that almost intensifies that uneasiness because a scene could change at any moment and you're either going to have a negative outcome, maybe a slightly positive outcome like he made it through the night uh, or anything in between. So, and that's where the Coen brothers are just, they're fantastic storytellers. They know how to do film and uh, they're one of the very few uh, directors or creative types I think can use something that, in any other hands would be a complete negative and a a uh, a bad choice for another film, but they can harness it correctly. And the only other person that I would say, well, there's tons of others. I mean, I would trust Scorsese or Kubrick or any of them with doing hard cuts. I'm sure they have, and I just can't think of a film off the top of my head. But uh, I think Tarantino does quite a few yeah. uh, uh, hard cuts, especially... Um, so one film I can think of is definitely not his most popular, but was uh, Jackie Brown. Uh, there are quite a few cases where you would have some interesting cuts. I, maybe I wouldn't call them necessarily hard, but they were very jarring and uh, can really move you around the story. I mean, you could probably even say Pulp Fiction in some cases. Oh, but Pulp I Fiction, definitely. Really, uh, you would, yeah, you're right, because it is a jarring experience and you're moving around in time. And that's what makes it yeah. even more fascinating. Um, but uh, Tarantino definitely. Uh, a lot of his films do have that. Django Unchained had quite a few where there were moments uh, where they were uh, cut uh, a little rough, and of course that's also his style. He likes that grindhouse style, and and those are notorious for those kinds of awkward cuts. Um, the Guido, do you have any in mind? Uh, well, another Coen brother film is uh, Big Lebowski has one of the best uh, hard cuts. And I forget what it's transitioning from, um, but it's the scene where, uh, what's her name? Uh, I can't think of the actress's name. The redhead. Older. Oh, yeah. I can't remember Juliet, her name either. Juliet. Juliet. Something. <laughs> um. Anyway, she's swinging. It, it cuts. And then it's like her fucking swinging naked on a fucking pendulum oh. <laughs> and throwing paint down. <laughs> oh God, you're right. That is an awkward cut because there's no sound or anything. It's just all of a sudden you see this yeah, lady like, swinging brushes. <laughs> oh my God. I forgot all about that. Yes, that is a good one. That, that's a very good one. I really yeah. need to go back and watch that one. Thanks for the question, Alex. Yeah, Alex, that was a really good one. Very good question. Well, we got one more email from Joe, also known as King Dop. Hey, hey, hoping uh, I get this in before the discussion about documentaries. But when you two were talking about them last pod, I remember one of my favorites that I stumbled across a while back. It's called The Last One, 
and it's about this old hillbilly who goes out into the woods to make illegal hooch. I watched it originally on YouTube, so the quality wasn't great, but it was still really interesting to watch. Really enjoying the podcast and excited for the next one, Joe. Oh, thank you so much, Joe. That really means a lot. I'm I'm happy you're enjoying it. And that does sound like a very fascinating documentary. I'll definitely have to check that out. Uh, reminds me of home, honestly. Never know what you find in those hills of Tennessee. You may, uh, you know, come across this beautiful acres of you know, grass and cows and stuff. Or you may come across a patch of marijuana and some some old steels making some moonshine. You know, you always kind of wonder when you look up in the mountains, and you see a little bit of smoke coming out like, hmm, I wonder what that's about. Uh, definitely a very popular activity back in the hills of Tennessee. <laughs> so I'll definitely have to check that out. That sounds very fascinating. And uh, well, thank you. Thank you. Well, you know what? I think that just about wraps things up next week. And Guido and I wanted to go ahead and tell you all uh, the movie we're going to be reviewing is called Mandy. And I think it's probably one that Guido and I both have been very excited about. Uh-huh. And uh, it's weird to say I'm very excited about a Nicolas Cage film. Uh, because if you know his situation he's in with owing the IRS like $50 million and and his career kind of went in the tank. Uh, he's kind of had to make anything to make money. A lot of those films have been overseas jobs and haven't necessarily been the best. But this one film... Although a, a very, uh, you would probably call it an indie film. I have no idea the production company behind it, who the director is or anything. It seems it just came out of nowhere. It has had us very excited. And I I just want some batshit crazy Nicolas Cage in my life again. And we're going to see next week if it delivers that. Or maybe it delivers something better. I don't know. Who Who knows? I guess we'll find out next week. Right now, it is in select theaters. It's a fairly limited release. Uh, the only ones around here were Alamo Draft Houses that were showing it, which that's kind of their flair. Uh, those uh, older, or not older, but more indie, rough films. Uh, but it may not be in your area, but don't worry about it, because right now you can actually sh- uh, rent it from uh, Amazon Video, from iTunes. Google probably has it. Like six, seven bucks. Go for it. Watch it and tune in next week. And and hell, if you've already watched it uh, before that point, send us an email to justokmovies at gmail.com. Let us know your thoughts about it because I'm sure we're going to have a fun time discussing it, or at least I hope so. We'll see if it's good. Yeah, just also- Google just Google Mandy movie poster and look at the movie poster. If you've never heard anything about this movie, just look at the movie poster because it's <laughs> metal as fuck. It's great. Don't watch what I would recommend um, because I I hear that the trailer can maybe give away a little bit. I don't know that for sure. If you're maybe interested and you like that poster, just don't watch anything else. Just get the movie and start it. Um, So that way you're in for the experience. But that's my recommendation. But definitely go check it out. Also, uh, if you just want to send us a voicemail, you can always uh, email a voicemail in if you want, or you can give us a call. Just go to justokmovies.com, scroll to the bottom of the page, and you'll see our voicemail number. So shoot us one. We'd love to hear what you've got to say about any of our topics, about Mandy next week. If you want to talk about uh, some theories for Captain Marvel or 
or X-Men or, or hell, if you want to talk about the room, go for it. Love to hear your correspondence. You guys are fantastic. And I love every single one of you. And you know what? I love you too, Guido. Hey, you're man, a good I man. Love you. Oh, dude, you're too kind. Well, all right, guys. I think that'll just about wrap things up. I hope you all have a wonderful rest of your week. God bless. And I will see you all next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.